0: No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. And if you if you were suddenly a hundred feet tall what would you do first start in a erotic
1: film career <laughs> think of all the people that be willing to put money down to have like their fetish like an actual realization of their fetish yeah what else the,
2: uh... can you do like that that feels like the the viable job besides like manual labor yeah it otherwise be
1: manual labor or a war weapon
2: yeah you're you're tasked with with doing something like drudgery or like the ultimate erotic filmmaking for a certain kind of person
0: (laughs) i feel like i'm not as much of an entrepreneur as y'all i was thinking like for some reason i was trying to think of which building i would squat over and take a shit like first (laughs) things first (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, I mean that there would be plenty of fetish videos of that.
2: <laughs> what is the height limit for buildings in DC? Like eighty feet? I feel like you could DC. You I would have a lot what of walk-
0: why would anybody know I love that. that? You've done this research. That's <laughs> really important.
2: There are no skyscrapers in DC. Really, so the was Washington
0: crazy. Monument, which yeah, yeah. yeah. that's She's a
2: skyscraper going. in my heart.
0: Oh, hundred and thirty right
2: feet, so you wouldn't tower over all buildings in d c
0: okay but but enough of them,
2: yes, enough, like of the
0: them. Lincoln Memorial's pretty short. <laughs>
2: it's up those stairs though you might crush the stairs going up that's the thing that would be like the thing i'd be worried about not about like crushing things in dc specifically but like for sure it'd be like cool to be 100 feet tall and like go hang out with the redwoods or whatever but like think about how mm. what what damage i would rot to to yeah like, the surrounding area i don't know totally
0: yeah you'd have to pick your path You'd have to like make a, find a gentrification map, and like pick <laughs> your path that way or something. <laughs> I was thinking like the ocean, you could swim, but you'd still fuck shit up. But think of all the cool shit you could see just by like free diving down. Oh yeah,
2: but you're still only a hundred feet tall. Like in 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 ocean size, that's nothing. True. Like hundred feet True. is kind of a weird weird height.
1: <laughs> you can hug a whale.
2: It's it's not that much different than being, like, 11 feet tall. You know, all <laughs> things considered. Beg to differ. It's, like, like, <laughs> like, nine times No, but I mean, different. like, in the same sense that, like, nothing is made for you. You know, like, but you also aren't gigantic enough to, like, I can't step you into know, the Mariana Trench.
1: <laughs> you know what? I bet there aren't any... Rules in the rule book in the NBA against uh, someone 100 feet tall playing.
0: Boom. That's I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> it is kind of interesting to me that y'all went right for careers. <laughs> I was just like, not thinking I'd make it very long. I was like, what kind of shit am I going to get up to before the military takes me down? That's.
2: I mean, that's just it. I want to find a way to be useful before the you know, so that like it's a tragedy when the military takes me down like we finally okay, yeah. found our our guy for giant porn and yeah. that loves the guy for giant porn and then
1: if they do and... take you out there will be a revolution
0: yeah absolutely
1: from people I, I into giant the... porn
0: every one of the movies that we're covering it's a trap like these movies are famous for it being a tragedy when the kaiju dies and all they did was destroy buildings and you're like i can't do that i have to like use the dick that's the only <laughs> way
2: well, I mean, most of the kaiju are, I would say, uh, are without dick. You know, they, they're they not blessed with this opportunity. You know, yeah. they, True. They couldn't even if they wanted to.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, welcome to No Gods, No Monsters. We're the anti-capitalist kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us. I'm Rabbit.
1: I'm cat turd one pro anti-work
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i'm uh i'm bardo and today we're talking about 2022's uh shin ultraman which we all just went and saw because it was playing for one day two? in a theater near us
1: two days but uh, we went to see sure. the sub one which was sure Monday, yeah one day
0: which i'm really bummed i'd agreed to do this tonight because i would be at the dubbed one right now
1: i know i was thinking the same thing like oh man it starts at seven can i be back in time i'm like oh, fuck, <laughs> i can't make it <laughs> i would not
2: have gone to see i really enjoyed watching this movie i had a lot of fun but i don't think i would go see it two nights in a row
0: <laughs> i would have driven an hour to go see it two nights in a row it was it was a fun time yeah it was great really yeah
2: great.
1: i i had a blast um So I'm the only one of us three that's actually watched some Ultraman before,
0: right? Uh, Yeah, I've never seen it. I've seen one episode of Ultra Q, so yes, you're right.
1: Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen a whole bunch. Mostly I've watched uh, through most of Ultra 7, which I think was the third season. I think it went Ultra Q, Ultraman, Ultra 7. Um, And I have some of the other sets of TVs and a couple of movies, but I have not gotten to them yet. So we're all pretty unfamiliar with it for the most part. I mean,
0: but I've seen stuff with Jet Jaguar in it, so. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, pretty much. Like our an next expert. Godzilla movie? Oh, yeah. Wait, is um, Jet oh, Jaguar
2: no. in more than one no. thing?
0: I don't think so.
1: Okay, cool. He's in the animated TV series. Okay. Oh,
0: that's true. <laughs> Singular point. Oh, he's the best in that. Anyway, today is not a typical episode. This is just more of a reaction episode because we just saw it. And so we're here to talk about it. Um, Charlie, you don't have a synopsis for us, right?
1: I do not. Um, I'm sorry to all my diehard fans out
0: there. (laughs) Well, that's okay, because we can build the synopsis together using the lessons we learned from Ultraman.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to have a conversation about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I am, saw I, your letterboxed review, and I'm dying to know because I my brain couldn't crack the political shell of this, so I'm excited to hear what you. Th- yeah, yeah, I, we're
2: gonna have a conversation about that. I mean, I I'll get I'll get
0: started, and I, okay. I want
2: you guys to cut me off and add detail or tell me I fucked up. Kaiju have appeared, and they're just attacking Japan. Mostly, it seems like. Things having to do with uh, fossil fuels. They're like uh, a lot, lots of talk about attack, attacking electrical plants, attacking, you know, uh, nuclear waste sites, things like that. And a team of anti kaiju government employees have formed called the SS- SSSP, uh, which I forget what it stands for. And they. Are tasked with um, stopping them, their destruction, and I think they do a pretty good job of it up until we reach uh, this very mean fellow who shoots, who sucks up and shoots electricity, and and goes invisible, and goes invisible, invisible, yeah. During that encounter, uh, one of the team members named Kaminga leaves to go rescue a child who's been left out and while he leaves to rescue this child something comes crashing into the earth causes a huge shockwave and that something is our the titular character Ultraman or yeah, but gray yeah. and doesn't have the red that we see later yeah ultraman defeats this electrical kaiju and then flies away And then our team has to figure out who Ultraman is.
1: Is he good? Is he bad? Is he (laughs) alien? Is he kaiju? Is he intelligent? Is he stupid? Our team needs to figure this out. So they bring in the latest, greatest female kaiju. I don't remember her name. Asami. Asami, and she's not a kaiju yet. Who is... (laughs) Oh, got it. ...from intelligence. Just like our beloved... Kumaji.
0: And so they're like, they become like partners, and she's trying to become close with him, but is kind of weirded out because he's weird. And then another kaiju comes, right? Yeah. A yes. drill kaiju that's drilling through the earth and stuff and keeps kind of revealing more and more of its form. And that's when we see, right, that Kumaji is Ultraman. It, we see him was... click the thing.
2: Kaminga I'm sorry Kaminga K- yeah Jesus it's okay uh yes he the we the audience is revealed that he's Ultraman but he like disappears during the encounter and defeats this guy and they realize that Ultraman is looking out for humans because he took precautions to make sure that the nuclear ener- the nuclear waste that was around them wasn't disturbed or whatever
0: yeah then shit gets starts getting complicated fast
2: <laughs> yeah it was all it's already moving very yeah. very quickly like <laughs> totally so they're giving you so much information
0: <laughs> yes and we very much felt like they were trying to shove a show feeling into mm-hmm. a movie because but yeah so then an alien shows up, right, and has, like, blue eyes and is wearing, like, a detective hat and trench coat, <laughs> yeah. maybe, um, and convinces the government that he's a terrestri- an extraterrestrial who's, like, I mean, I'm probably gonna get this out of order, but, like, who's, like, good, but, and Ultraman is bad, and so the government makes a deal with him to help him prevent Ultraman yeah. from destroying it, them?
1: It's not just convincing them, it's also, like, a form of blackmail, because... He knows that all countries want a piece of him and they have to, you know, uh, leverage their contact with him, I guess. and uh, Totally. Over more powerful countries. And um, so he's, I think the alien's name is Zagreb? Zagra?
2: Yeah, I think that's what his name is. Yeah. Which, I wrote Zareg, but I think you're right.
1: <laughs> which I believe in the series is like a species of alien that uh, returns multiple times. Yeah, we find out when he gets in a one-on-one meeting with Ultraman that his plan is to play all the countries on Earth against each other and have uh, humans destroy themselves.
0: I was going to ask you all, is it enough that we now just introduce the next two aliens or is there more like buffering between? Well, he,
2: he captures Ultraman. Yes, Kaminga. He like kidnaps him, and um, uh, Asami has to go rescue him. And, and th- at at the same time, a fake Ultraman is going around and destroying things. That's and right. So the government uh, turns against Ultraman and is convinced by the idea that Ultraman is bad.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very Mechagodzilla.
2: Yes, and Asami saves Kaminga. Uh, who turns into Ultraman and fights Evil Ultraman and and Z- Zagra? Yeah, Zagra is defeated. Um, who is quickly superseded by Melv-
0: Mephilus? I couldn't remember the name for the. Melfius. An M and an M. Is it
2: Melfius? Melfius. sounds sure, yeah. Right. Let's do that. <laughs> Writing my notes in the dark in the theater is such a difficult way to do this.
0: So Melphius is another extraterrestrial who is obsessed with just speaking in like colloquialisms and sayings and God, what's his deal? He's just like super self-assured and believes that he's stronger than Ultraman and reveals that Ultraman is part human, like it bound himself with a human.
1: Yeah, he's from the planet of light. Well, and, and... Ultraman is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ultraman is, and he's come to Earth and he's bound himself with a human because um, when he landed on Earth, there was a human that sacrificed his life to save, um, I think it was a child's life, and he was so intrigued that a creature would be self-sacrificing self like that, that he wanted to learn about humans. So he bound himself with a human so he could uh, learn about people like me and you are dear listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but well, so what's this what's the smart aleck Mel is doing?
2: So, he's offering the humans alien technology in the form of a beta box is what they call it. And the beta box, the mechanism for which how this works kind of confuses me, but he reveals it by making Asami, uh, 150 feet tall or something like that, and she's just like wandering around hypnotized. Um, but it's like a holograph of her, kind of, like
0: I I don't remember the technology. I just thought of it as a larger version of Ultraman's little stick that he presses to become Ultraman. Right, right, right. Essentially, yeah. Um, and it has to do with something it's more intram- of an alpha box than the
1: beta box. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it has something to do with intradimensionality in some way. But, but basically, Ultraman explains that like this is about turning, giving this technology to humans is about turning each person into a possible weapon of mass destruction. A bioweapon, yeah. A bioweapon, yeah. And so this is dangerous technology to just hand over to
1: people. I just want to interject and say, Zarab and Mephilus.
0: Excellent. That's what we've been saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zareb and Mephilus. Okay.
2: And But again, this Mephilus strikes another deal with the Japanese government and our heroes need to foil it. And there's, it looks like there's going to be a big battle.
1: Uh, and then
0: Mephilus just dips. Yeah. Definitely thought we were gonna see him again. We do not see him again. No, he just dips.
1: When he dips, they're in the middle of a battle, and they're kind of deadlocked, and he's talking about how he's gonna win because he can outlast Ultraman. Um and over his shoulder we see a golden Ultraman. And that's when all of a sudden he's like, Things have gotten too complicated here. I'm dipping. Yeah, and then no he
0: kidding. dips. So so the golden ult- Ultraman is Zafi, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another cop who's from, like, the Order of Light or something and is saying that... The
1: same plan as our,
0: our Ultraman. And he's saying that Ultraman has, like, broken their laws and so must come back with him, right?
1: Yeah, because he's uh, intervened too much with humanity, which is yeah, against the- uh, code.
2: Yeah, but Zafi basically explains that by just the nature of humanity being here. And I I don't quite understand it, but basically they've pinpointed them. They've been pinpointed to the universe as people that could be made to grow a hundred feet tall and turn into bio weapons. <laughs> yeah. Like that was my understanding. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, they turn them into bio weapons. I didn't get for sure that that was the only reason why, but sure. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's what I understand. And that's why I like, Mephilas was like, I want these, I want Earth because yeah. there's going to be fights over using them as bioweapons. And if I have them first, then you know, they're mine or whatever.
0: So then Zafi right. is saying, we need to wipe out Earth and like a trillion whatever miles around it, right? Yeah, to basically the prevent
1: whole solar system, this, maybe even bigger. Yeah, to
0: prevent them from being used as weapons. And he's saying, in the grand scheme of things, that's like nothing. Who cares? And Ultraman is saying to all of them, there's only one Earth. This is all they have. They care. I care.
1: Yeah, because Zafi's like, there's billions of uh, life forms and planets that, we've, that we're have that aware of. Like, just one planet is one species is nothing.
2: So Zafi launches a weapon into space right. called Zetton, which is... <laughs> Really fucking cool mm. thing that's just giant and hangs out in
1: the sky. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, it's like a form of a monster, basically. It Kind of looks like a kaiju or a robot or a, a kaiju you know, yeah. of itself.
2: And it's going to destroy not only the Earth but the whole star system. Ultraman goes to fight it. He is unsuccessful, but leaves plans for a beta box for humans to figure out how to make.
0: So the humans are saying, how can we possibly do anything? We're just humans. Ultraman's gone. Of course, if Ultraman can't do it, we can't. And the movie goes, no, 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 no. If you all put your minds together, you can make the outline of what happened in the movie.
1: That indomitable human spirit that Ultraman was so enticed by.
2: So they make a beta box. They get Ultraman to fly into space. And it's a very specific time, which knocks the Zetan into another dimension where Ultraman is also sucked into. And the cop on the other... What did we need to Zafi, his name is? I think. Zafi on the other side is like, you have to come back. You have to be prosecuted for your crimes. And Ultraman eventually convinces him oh. to let kamaji you know the person whose body he took over to live again and to send him back to earth and i'm not sure the logic to how they came to that conclusion kind of escapes me um but he did and has a new second chance at life and
0: but the other part of him will go back to his planet to face his shit or no he'll die he'll die right away Yeah,
2: yeah ultraman will die
0: totally So he sacrifices himself for humans, and then credits roll immediately. Yeah. Tell tell me what you thought of this. This movie was so fucking cool. I loved this movie. Put it into my veins. Like, I just wanted it to be so much longer. I was a little bit, like, bummed when, after the second Kaiju, it kind of changed. But I'm into it now, and it was, like, it was just so, like... I don't know how to put it. Like, the fights weren't long. They just were like, oh, you like him getting hit with a beam? We're going to have him get hit with a beam for a whole (laughs) long time. Or you like this one? Like, it was just like, every move felt cool. Nothing felt throwaway. And the characters were fun. It had the cool, nice pace of Shin Godzilla, but it felt even better for this kind of little goofier tone. Um, The action was awesome. The CGI for it, them not having nearly as much money it was so creative and cool looking i fucking loved it
2: it looked like cgi of rubber suits yes like it (laughs) was so cool yeah i thought that was so clever like it didn't it didn't look quite as like there's a lot of shin godzilla that i thought was beautiful like yeah shots of him kind of, of godzilla like tromping around that were like majestic and i didn't have that same sort of sense of awe in the same way watching this movie which is okay it's not like a fault
0: i think we sacrificed that to get consistency like most of the movie all the monsters look like they belonged in the same universe whereas with shin godzilla i feel like at the end he looks amazing the first few forms he looks kind of shitty and it feels kind of different
2: oh well i liked that but
0: (laughs) anyway that yeah, that's neither here nor there. And I just mean graphics wise, not character design wise. Got it. Got it.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything you just said though. It was just like such a a wild ride. It, yeah. it moved so quickly, like so much stuff happened. There's there's so many jokes and I'm sure jokes that there's like stuff that I didn't catch. Oh yeah, because I've never seen Ultraman, and it felt very relevant. Like it, it felt like they were making reference to the state of Japan in within the global North. Um, yeah, they're talking. They're making lots of comments like the subservience to the United States in particular. But I think there was a lot of stuff in there that like because I don't follow the internal politics of Japan very closely. I just didn't catch. Man,
1: totally. I followed when that one guy, when Abe, got shot by a shotgun. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Shinzo Abe. Yeah, that.
1: We, <laughs> which, yeah uh, we're on
0: it. We know what's going
1: on. <laughs> we, Which I broke the news to you, two during a break of a recording.
0: Oh, damn. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I... Um, Oh, sorry, I had a thought, but go—I can't remember it. Oh, I was
1: just going to say, yeah, I thought this movie was a blast. It was a real roller coaster. I was not expecting it to feel like a fucking TV show crammed into uh, a a movie. It's it's very interesting. Whenever you get, you know, these long, you know, TV shows or comics, usually they have a movie that base it all around one villain. And these, this, they were like, fuck it, we're. We've been going, I guess, fifty years. You, you need to cram in a ton of different villains, so it's just yeah, a real roller coaster where you start out with a bunch of kaiju and then no more kaiju, <laughs> and it's just these different. I'm guessing uh, significant aliens in the series that, uh, but yeah, I, I really like that that uh, that angle that we just cram in so many different things that we all get to experience. Uh, totally. I was. Really looking forward to this, because it is directed by the guy who directed the special effects on the Gamera Trilogy, the 90s Gamera Trilogy, which is my favorite kaiju uh, movies. Well, the second and third one, anyways. And directed by Hariki Anno, is that how you say his name? Something like that. Who who directed Shin... Or produced by Anno, who did uh, directed Shin Godzilla and did you Genesis, Evangelion, but yeah, I think it lived up to my expectations. It was just a nonstop blast and way more lighthearted than Shin Godzilla, which I kind of expected going into it, but yeah, there's lots of humor, lots of, lots more optimism and hope, um, I guess.
0: So lighthearted and so fun, but also like, I've seen most of the Marvel movies and I even like a lot of them, but like, They're all trying to be fun and funny and lighthearted in the exact same way. And this was so refreshing of just like a a superhero who is completely different, like a completely asocial human who barely speaks and -hmm. then is like incredibly noble, at least within the context of what they're trying to portray. But Mm -hmm. the movie is funny and silly and lighthearted around him in such a not like shitty quip here and like talk through the screen way. I was Mm -hmm. it was so nice. Every, like,
2: all the members of the SSSP team were so charming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A cab. Yep. And, and just like all those, all the scenes where we have them, like, either coordinating from inside the, the military tents or, um, in their office are like so funny and, you know they're doing this thing where they're like, like they're dealing with giant monsters who are, who are potentially going to cause massive loss to human life, but they're like, <laughs> oh, it's a job, yeah. You know, and it, it but like, in, in and not, it doesn't feel corny, and mm-hmm. none of it feels forced, yeah. Like, which would be really easy to slip into.
0: I feel but. like a little bit of it felt like the. The two things that felt a little forced, but not to a point where I was, like, upset, were the buddy line happened so many times, it felt a little forced. Um, They're like, yeah. oh, I thought you were my buddy. And the the bad guy who kept saying, like, that's my favorite saying, that's my favorite saying, like... Uh, that always it was... made me laugh. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I... The second time he said it, I was like, oh, I get it. And then I was like, that's all he says? But then he turns it on his head and he goes,
1: that's one of my least favorite sayings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they got me. Uh, I don't know, but generally, I fully agree with you, Barto. It was like that team was awesome and it didn't feel corny. It felt like wholesome and heartwarming and like they sometimes, you know, wanted to not do their like it felt realistic, like they weren't mindless drones of the government they were people in those jobs so like mostly they did their job because they kind of had to but sometimes they tried to like you know take a little longer or like you know look away when someone went and did something good just like we all kind of have to do Mm -hmm. you know yes
2: yeah and they were you know in the similar they they ran the similar theme to Shin godzilla they kept you know this team was like a vessel for that like critique of bureaucracy thing yeah because they're you know they had like lots of bits like one of the first things that made me laugh in the movie was the um they said the dpa i don't know what that could be the defense minister like names the the kaiju on impulse (laughs) you know that's like where the names come from totally like they're they're in the middle of this this intense situation and they're like update the kaiju has a name you (laughs) know like and and (laughs) it's like totally irrelevant but like just part of this whole structure that they're Mm. you know and anytime anything happens of anything of importance happens quickly they like remark how weird it is that like this you know a decision has been made in a timely fashion and they're
0: they're doing that like nothing works totally i think there's an added layer on in this one like in shin godzilla no one government person seems like just a buffoon, but it just seems like they're all so shocked and so, like, unequipped that, like, the they are enacting buffoonery by, like, having all these councils that won't do anything in time and all this stuff. But in this one, it was like, how do you believe that Zareb is who he says he is and just mm-hmm. go in line with him. Like you, maybe, he's not, maybe they're not saying they're just dumb. Maybe they're saying it's the international pressures you were talking about, but it seemed more than just bureaucracy in this one.
2: Well, the way I sort of took it is this is um, sitting like kind of on the outside of that. You know, like in Shin Godzilla, we have all these scenes where there's like, there's a meeting in this room and then everyone gets up from that room and goes to a different meeting in a different room. And we're just like not seeing that, Great and point. that's all still going on. Great point. But in in the very first title card of those this movie said Shin Godzilla. It was so weird. And then it like went away, <laughs> and it said Shin Ultraman yeah. instead. So and, weird. And I think I don't know what that means really, but like I took that as a cue of like we're working in the same lens, mm-hmm. yeah, sort of. You know, like look at this, like. Think about that movie when you watch this movie and take little clues. One weird thing, yeah. though, was
0: that the first because, you know, the very beginning is like super fast. This is the world like way too fast for me to read. Partially why I wanted to see the dubbed one way too fast for me to read. And they're they, showing... it's all text on the screen, you know, like, oh, even yeah. if you spoke Japanese, you, yes. you're not
2: keeping up with that. Totally. You
0: know? Yeah. It was text all over the screen. I mean, it was clearly meant to be funny like the descriptions of people's titles in Shin Godzilla is meant to be funny like flashing everywhere all these mm-hmm. official things but one of the first kaiju when it's just quick flashes of kaiju is basically Shin Godzilla but green with like spikes coming out of him. which it didn't occur to me till now because it said Shin Godzilla and it had like the same face and same walk and it didn't occur to me till this second that like oh yeah Ultraman has episodes where they used a Godzilla suit and added stuff to it that must be a nod to that.
1: You know how they talked about how like three of the monsters were like similar, or super similar? That's mm-hmm. because so those three monsters obviously from the show, but uh I think there were four monsters in the show that were all based on what they could do with the Baragon suit by repurposing the Baragon suit into
0: uh, okay. Ultraman monsters. So yeah, that's why they used three of those monsters is kind of like Didn't they name one Baragon in this movie, or am I remembering wrong? I think No, yeah, no. what did they name it? I wrote that down. I don't think too. so. They named it. Was it was like Garbo. Um, Gar- oh, no, yeah, that's who it was. It was the one from All Monsters Attack. It was, uh, yeah. Garbara. Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's actually a monster in Ultraman.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Oh. What a trip.
1: Yeah. I, I wrote Garbara? Yeah. Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> totally. I want to point out, I said that Hideko, Hide, Hideki, Hideki, Anno was uh, the producer on this. He was also the writer. And he yeah. directed he also directed and wrote Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Um Right. Yeah. And then this was directed by the guy that did special effects on Gamera and who did the Attack on Titan movie, which supposed to be really bad. But
0: Well he whatever. did great. Yeah. Did great here. Yep. I don't know how to like get across how much I loved the style of the fights and just Ultraman's demeanor was so Like, he made no expression. They just kept showing his face expressionless when you're waiting for an expression and there can't be one. But also, he was so expressive with, like, the way he would fall, the time he would take before he posed. Just, like, it just was so unique and interesting. And the fighting, man, it was just so fun like it there was yeah. no sense to it i don't know what ultraman's powers are i don't know why he <laughs> could shoot a thing from his hand but it didn't and matter yeah, because it shield at one point yes yeah <laughs> and like but it didn't matter because it was so fun watching him like do something and then like fall into a building and just knock a skyscraper over but not in a malicious way just like mm. happening i don't know it was so much fun
2: yeah i agree yeah it it felt like you were watching a TV show from the 50s or 60s. Like, yeah. You're, it, where you're not expected to be caught up with like lore. Yeah. Uh, in order to, yeah. you know, it's like tossing that idea completely out mm-hmm. the window because yes. all the background information they're giving you going into this is like, you can't take it in. Even yes. If you, yes. You know, in a theater, you can't take it in at all. It doesn't matter. You know, you're just supposed to vibe with what's happening.
0: And vibe. We did like Hell the yeah. way yes. that fucking Ultraman like th- when you said the like 50s thing, the way that Ultraman flew, the way they did that effect was so like it must be a callback to how they did it in the show because it looked amazing. But it looked like a guy on strings and they're accidentally shaking the camera like it was perfect. Yeah, I liked his butt. His butt looked good.
1: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was jealous that Asani got to slap it.
0: Oh yeah. That was like a weird
2: bit that kept coming up. Yeah, she kept like touching her butt.
1: yeah, Her own butt You're like Why s- did slapping that her ass like uh it was like her way of like prepping herself up. Like
0: I have no on. memory of this at all. What? It happened like <laughs> it happened,
2: probably like, four times. Yeah. Five, I was like, so, I, like
0: I'd, five seven times. <laughs> I was looking at Ultraman's butt the whole time. I couldn't it was she was in my periphery, I guess.
1: Whenever she was like, <laughs> all right, uh, time to do this, she would slap her ass. And then uh, <laughs> at one point she it. slapped uh, Kamaji's ass. Um, that sounds
2: familiar. And
1: she might have slapped the other girl's ass at one point. I think so. Yeah. I
2: think so. Don't know what that was about. Just think it was a gag.
1: It just, I think, yeah, it's just supposed to be a funny little quirk, character quirk.
2: Totally. What did you guys think this movie was about? Can... Besides Ultraman. Yeah
1: how great humanity is deep down and how, you know, we may not be the smartest species, but there's something in us that is particularly unique that we have some kind of spirit in us that uh, nothing else, not even all the aliens in the world can understand. All the aliens in the universe probably makes more sense than in the world. Although, I mean, out of your on. The world in this movie, because apparently there's a lot of aliens on the world in the movie. I think that's correct, <laughs>
0: largely. I I smelled some of that. I also I don't have like a comprehensive thought yet. I definitely went into this thinking in shit Godzilla terms, where I was like, "Are the positive mes- messages going to be kind of a trick?" Like, and I was like, "On," oh, but I never I didn't dive deep. But one of the things that I feel like this movie was saying on top of the you know humanist stuff which, you know, has its, has its pitfalls and there's issues that can come with that, but was generally felt sweet to me in, in this film, Mm -hmm. the idea that like, you know, living things like that we shouldn't make base our decisions on what's right and wrong based on like math and calculations of like, Oh, there's billions of people, you know, Mm -hmm. killing one to save the rest doesn't matter. We shouldn't do that. Um, I thought that was nice and uh, felt kind of hammered home. And there was also definitely a message about sacrifice, that it's noble to sacrifice yourself for something that you believe in. I also think that's sweet when I don't think too hard about it. But uh, generally, themes of sacrifice, I think, are used against us. Um, But within, again, within the confines of this movie, it was nice
1: yeah and that also goes into what i was saying about the uniqueness of humanity since uh that was the element of sacrifice is what uh interested ultraman so much in humanity in the first place was the idea that a human would sacrifice himself for another one and in his first line of dialogue you get a sense of how he doesn't understand that or his first line of dialogue with uh um asami when not I guess not the first one but one of the first lines of dialogue where just he gets coffee for himself and she says like oh you could have just you could have gotten some for me too we're supposed to be partners and he's like well yes that's uh we're all our own individual beings you should go get yourself coffee or whatever and then she's like we're part of a society like your clothes are made by other people everything you have is made by other people and he's like oh so we're just a herd um,
0: and in the end, that's the lesson that he gives to them because he has learned it. You all can work together to figure out how to make this weapon or whatever. Um, but I see Barto's eyes turning red and shooting lasers. Where's Dark Barto? Can we Okay. So
2: so I don't think any of that is wrong, but I'm not sure the lesson is correct. I think the coffee scene is actually key to figuring out what the, all this is about. The sort of like individual versus society. So, I sort of think Ultraman is like exactly what his name kind of invokes. Like <laughs> I think he's sort of like an Uber bench, you know, in 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 like a real sense. But all in in a in another sense, I think he's kind of like a randian character to a certain extent
0: okay um, go on so uh, f- uh for those who don't know Randian and ayn rand uh uber is uh friedrich nietzsche term we're not we don't really
1: like nietzsche on this podcast
0: but um <laughs>
1: foundation uh what's what's her other book
0: found uh, Fountainhead. Fountainhead. The Fountainhead.
1: You mean? oh yeah, foundation and, is asthma isn't it yeah <laughs> and, and
2: right. atlas shrugged
1: it's, um it's yeah, atlas shrugged Um th- that, that Sorry, those, Barto. those are big influences on the creation of this podcast. <laughs> we all so, want to be our own uh we all we thought we could form in together it's become the John Galt of podcast. So So here's what I think is going on. I I
2: so after he doesn't bring her coffee and they have this sort of fight of, not fight, I guess, but discussion about what living in a society is. He goes and reads The Savage Mind by uh, Levi Strauss.
0: Right.
1: Um,
0: Claude Levi Strauss. With, hmm? Claude Levi Strauss. I don't know. Claude it doesn't Levy matter. I, I
1: know uh, nothing about that. I've heard the name Levi Strauss before, but I don't.
0: No. He's a structuralist, and I don't really even know what that means. That's all I know.
2: <laughs> I mean, basically, he he was he helped push the. I've to be clear, I've never read the Savage Mind either, um, but he sort of helped concoct the idea that like, oh, uh, society is kind of just like a series of systems that you know, and people make decisions based on logics from these systems um that are kind of imposed on them um and thought about how societies work in in that way um and i think he read that in the movie in an effort to like figure out what asami's view specifically on the coffee situation was like what what is a society um by the end of the film, as destruction looms and this this giant kaiju is flying overhead, he gives the humans a plan for the beta box. And he essentially from from my sort of reading of this, he makes them prove themselves that they are capable of, you know, of coming to I, but I don't even... Okay. I'm going to be a little more precise. Throughout the throughout the film, we are seeing the people of Japan who are uniquely being attacked by kaiju. Yeah. That's like one of the things that they bring up. As
1: a side note, I feel like there could be a fun movie, kaiju movie, where they talk about how Japan's the only country that's attacked by kaiju. And they have like a mass exodus of people and they have a societal uh, collapse Um Based yeah, there's a lot you could do people with those trying to escape ideas, kaiju. Yeah. I think that would be a fun film kind of story.
2: But I, I agree. But this movie sort of takes like the opposite mm-hmm. position, where like the people are like mostly just amused by kaiju. Yeah, like they kind of look on to the destruction of kaiju and to the the giant weapon floating in the sky that they don't know is a weapon, but with kind
1: of like a slack-jawed uh, amusement. So the government says they're not going to tell the people that the thing in the sky is a giant weapon it's going to destroy the solar system. But even the people in the government didn't seem to be that bothered. They didn't seem to be like so freaked out. They seemed to be like, oh, I, there's nothing we can do about it, I guess.
2: Right. I mean, they just were apathetic mm-hmm. essentially they were nothings they were hoping that someone else would do it that ultraman would fix it and he didn't
0: so so you're saying there he was me almost means testing them rather than my reading that they that he couldn't help them that they had to help themselves
2: well and not only it's not even a collective they really they got a secret
0: team of
2: the best and brightest minds yeah together on a vr call to build this beta box and figure out this plan this was not a collective endeavor of humanity as such this was it's the selected that there are great men yeah you know people you know great people out there in the world to make humanity worth saving to prove themselves to ultraman so that you know, because he could have. It seems like you know he could have given them a beta box. Yeah, he could have made this happen, but on his own.
1: We don't know how many people were on the call. Maybe there are like a hundred million people in on that call. <laughs>
2: I guess that's true.
0: Hey, but they would have had to be a hundred million people who could afford a VR headset. So that already <laughs> puts them at the top. Um. Okay. I I'm just gonna have to go with you. Be about the fact that he could have done it himself because my understanding was he couldn't, but I have no idea why. I don't think he could,
1: because I think the whole thing about him confronting Zatan in the first place was just, um, him knowing that he couldn't do it, but he still had to try. But that being said, he could have, he, he put that, the plans to the beta box in just like this thumb drive and left it on one guy's desk. And was like, I hope he's going to look at this. And, uh, figure out what I mean by giving them this thumb drive.
0: Like Which he still could have done more to be like, yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. And basically everyone we meet in this movie is just kind of hangs around waiting for someone to tell them what to do. Waiting like for a even the army, you know, when they show up, they're like, Oh yep, we'll defer to you guys. You know, yeah. like every except, except for Kaminga, leaving to go save that that little boy. Uh, which isn't necessarily like the Randian selfishness to like put you know like dot the I's and cross the T's. It's sort of like the opposite. But it is like stepping up and like being you know like asserting yourself.
0: Uh, uh the girl, the main girl, I can't remember her name. Asami. Asami, she also goes off to save Ultraman Against orders and stuff, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. That's, like, her whole team's decision, too. Like, her her leader, the leader of the team, is also like, yep, you go do that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But basically, you know, when I saw when that coffee scene happened, I thought this is going to be... Or, actually, I didn't think anything, because I didn't know that guy was Ultraman yet. But I, I thought that character was going to sort of learn that like oh we all have to uh, yeah. we have to work together as a you know we are in a society <laughs> and but I actually think it went the other way and I think she had to learn to assert herself as like an individual and and the great minds on earth had to like step up and and be their best selves and you know, like and it also comes back, someone else I forget who I'm sorry, brought up this line um when Ultraman is talking to uh the silver Ultraman or gold ultraman. Zafi. Zafi. He says Zafi is saying, like, there's forty four billion species or whatever in the universe. You know, this is just one. It's no loss if it goes away, but ultraman responds for the residents of this planet one is all there is and it really feels like we're we're hammering home this like idea of like the the singular the the individual and it again kind of like my feelings about shane godzilla this film feels very conservative
0: i i can follow you on and agree that uh like that was all really interesting and I got to think about it but right off the bat the the fact that the answer comes from a bunch of already appointed probably nepotism people like who uh like have VR headsets and are chosen by this crew to be part of it the fact that the great minds of the entrepreneurs and the government or whatever whoever it is solve it is problematic to me I don't know if the thread of individualism is ringing true to me um but i'd have to see it it's again possible no I'm, and
2: and i'm just i'm just sl- slinging off of what i totally. what i gathered in this movie theater last night no it's great i'm glad um, you came here with it and i'm not sure you know like i there's uh, again there's a lot of stuff i don't know anything about contemporary japanese politics shin godzilla was like very much like about an event and Mm -hmm. how Japan responded to an event totally and how the writer felt like Japan absolutely failed to respond to that event and I don't know what this is if this is like that too I don't know if there's like a thing that Ultraman is responding to
0: so with Shin Godzilla I know that people that I really trust and we shouldn't talk about it here but just so y'all for transparency or where I'm at I know that people that I really trust who've looked into the stuff way more than me are like this is actually an almost fascist film when you really look at it and that includes like like apparently there's this one YouTube video everybody says to watch that like is a guy who really knows Japanese politics and all the f- things they're pointing to like the dog whistles that I am completely unaware of I'm just assuming it but I I don't understand I I'm like I'm like one day I'm going to watch that and I don't want to yet cuz I just love this movie but Do y'all know if Neon uh, Genesis Evangelion is considered, like, a certain direction politically? I was
1: literally waiting for a break in the conversation to ask you guys that. (laughs) Um,
0: I
2: don't know, but Attack on Titan is. Lots of people consider that a fascist. Interesting.
0: I I don't think they really...
1: I don't think either... So this guy made the Attack on Titan movie, but I don't think he's really had much involvement outside of that movie. Totally. Totally. So I don't know how entrenched with that series they are. And I know nothing about Attack on Titan except for it's supposed to be really good outside of the movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, based on how people have talked about Shin Godzilla, I I assumed going in that this is going to have some hectic politics. But I also think like, you know, when you're talking about creatives, it's very possible that... It doesn't fall cleanly on one side or the other and that they could have some confused messages. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I loved the ending within the context of the movie. It was really sweet that this dude floating in like a psychedelic puddle was like, oh, if I'm going to die, at least save this person for me. And it doesn't matter if I die because one of the beautiful things about humans is that our lives are short. And I'm like, my life is short. That is nice. Uh that was all good but also i don't like that the end of the movie is the hero having to submit to a cop uh like it, that doesn't mean it's conservative but it doesn't mean i'm like i wish he yeah. didn't i wish that wasn't an absolute power in your fantasy world but yeah
1: yeah i mean i'm sure if i made something there would be if i created some kind of movie or story something there could be possible interpretations of it that i'd be like oh fuck I, oh, totally. I, f- oh, fuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I would say undoubtedly, and I don't know, again, I don't know enough about Japanese nationalism to be totally. like, this is a thing that's like a dog whistle for, you know, something pretty extreme. I do feel that way about Shin Godzilla. Totally. But, but there is lots of stuff in throughout this film about how, like, basically suggesting that Japan is second rate. On the world stage and should not be. Yeah, mm. totally. Um, Which is it? And we are
0: a thread. that are. I, having watched yeah. the we've watched, I get where that's coming from too. Yeah, totally.
1: And yeah, I'd imagine that's kind of a yeah a big thing among Japanese nationalists, considering they, you know, were the most powerful country in Asia, one of the most powerful countries in the world, and now they've had you know America on top of them for.
0: And of, yeah, of course, like, in this movie, they brought up how the U.S. was or other countries were threatening to nuke them if they didn't do mm-hmm. something, which is like recurring. And yeah. I mean, it's in Shin Godzilla. It's in Return of Godzilla. It's in a ton of these movies. Well, wasn't that
1: a thing where they they've been authorized and allowed to start making nukes now? Um, didn't they bring that up in the beginning?
0: I don't Is that I Japan has so. now
1: been, like, allowed to make nukes in order to fight the kaiju? Because other yeah. countries don't Uh-oh. foot the bill?
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wild. It was, I mean, that that the whole dynamic through that was, like, other countries don't really want to help with this, except that they want to use it, like, as an economic opportunity to sell weapons to Japan.
1: Yeah, when the Zagra comes, the they're, like, uh, when it was just Kaiju, all the other countries cared it was just as an opportunity to sell us money, but or to sell us weapons. But now, now that there's an extra test, involved, or as when Ultraman appears, now they all want to get involved politically and uh, send intelligence here and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's just reminding me of like, you know, when like people who've been like super oppressed by capitalism their whole lives their answer is to just, like, make money and become a capitalist. Mm -hmm. I, like, can't exactly blame them because of their position, but it sucks because I wish they just hated capitalism. And I'm kind of feeling that with Japan on the international war stage, like, economic and war stage. It's
1: also position and the propaganda that they're constantly... Oh, of course. ...filled with.
2: That's part of the position, yeah, for sure. This is the same thing American nationalists say. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we are... Under the thumb of China, China. Yeah. or Ooh. where you know, like, whatever. You know. Sure, but it's it's that it's, rings a little bit more idea, false
1: when Americans say it. I guess.
2: I guess. I mean, we have know, like,
1: bases all over the world. Japan doesn't have bases all over.
2: Right. The world. Right. 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 It's it's two completely different positions. But like it, it's it's coming. I more think of it as like a like saying it. And making it your message is a strategy for movement building. You know, it is propaganda.
0: It's a similar tactic even if one is way less grounded in truth. Yeah. Right, right, right,
2: right. You know, it's it's to make a point that, like, the way things are is is bad for us. And if we were more us-centered and more focused on us and we had someone in charge who, you know, really cared about Japan, you know, then, you know, all all your lives would be better. Um Oh, I'm sure. starting to but, see
0: what's happening in Shin Godzilla.
1: But on the other hand, how would you feel if uh if you're in another country in America had military bases all over your country?
2: And- at, hey, again, I I don't, you know, America out of Japan, 100%. I don't I don't disagree with that that line of reasoning at all.
0: Appeal to emotion ad hominem,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but and any other any more than this, I'm stepping way out of my lane. Just <laughs> terms of my like, I mean, I just base of, I have
0: to say, like, neither no one was making a judgment about anyone's position and whether it was correct or not, or a moral or judgment on them. I don't know. It just reminds me of those things. I went in it. I went in it, like,
2: with, like, I hate this dude's fucking politics, but I think he makes beautiful movies. Totally. You know, like, you know, again, I think Shin Godzilla is an
1: incredible film,
2: and I also think it's a fascist film.
1: Um, I wonder the fact that this was directed by a different guy is maybe kind of more lighthearted, I guess, and not as. uh, Oh, yeah. um, I mean, it seemed that you don't think it was as much fascist on the face as godzilla was so i wonder if Definitely maybe not. <laughs> that has a big involvement was that is
0: it wasn't direct by Anno himself could be that i think part of it too is that i mean if you're taking on the task of redoing godzilla an extremely <laughs> loaded heavy metaphorical film about the greatest tragedies in the history of your country, you're gonna take a very serious stance, whereas the same person yeah. doing one for Ultraman, maybe not as much, but you still put some in there. True. And one of the yeah. things I love about media is like when I watch Shin Godzilla, when me and my leftist or anarchist friends watch Shin Godzilla, we think, see the government sucks, and we are mm-hmm. not in any way influenced towards nationalism. But it's also interesting to find out what the thinking of the director is and what the flags are. And that's a whole nother journey. that's interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I never go in the films thinking about them as quickly as either of you do. Um, But yeah, the one time I watched Shin Godzilla, I just kind of thought it was more of a bureaucracy sucks. So years later, when I hear that all these people think it's a fascist film, like, Oh, what am i fascist
0: two roads that are obvious from uh bureaucracy sucks is it you know fuck the government or is it we need one person who's just making all the decisions yep (sighs) um okay well let's let's do some awards i want to start with favorite shot this time uh bartow did you have one so i think my favorite shot
2: was one of the ones where uh we're looking at the giant weapon Zet- Zetin. Yeah, I think is what, what think it's that's right. Just like in floating above the atmosphere from Earth, just sort of like this ghostly. I don't even know. I mean, one of the cool things about that kaiju weapon mm-hmm. is that, like, it. You never. There was never a moment where you're like oh, this is what it looks like? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. it's too enormous. Yeah. You know, it looked like... Uh, it was just very haunting to me. And it was, like, particularly haunting mixed with these shots of, like, people just kind of, like, leaning on railings, looking up. Totally. And then, like,
1: going about their day. Oh, very good.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, Charlie, you had one?
1: Um, I guess I'd go... I don't know if it's a specific shot, but there's a lot of stuff where kind of like in the fights with Zetton, um, and throughout the film, like the kind of like more alternate dimensional kind of stuff where, uh, Ultraman kind of like is, is, I, I guess he's like passing through these dimensions sort of, or something. I don't know, but there's cause yeah. kind of a more stylized comic-y look it goes to at those points. Uh, or like that point at the end where he's shooting like the beam at a, or maybe it was his first fight was that. I don't remember where he's shooting the beam. And it kind of even at one point looks more like a side scrolling video game the way they kind of shoot it where he's like coming at him uh, across the screen with his beam. And then there's the things where he's like trying to escape the dimensional pole after he kills Zedden. And it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know, those, those shots kind of, I really dug.
0: I love that none of us were grounded on Earth, even though so many cool shots happen on Earth. My favorite is the last thing you said, Charlie. Like, when you started listing mm. more and more, I was like, he's going to get to mine. Uh, when the, <laughs> when the like, black hole or wormhole thing yeah. is happening, and it's all black and white, and he's, str- he's flying, but it's pulling at, like, the same speed, so he's still, but, mm-hmm. like, twitching. That was incredible. That was my favorite shot. But I got to say, like, I don't think we've watched a movie since Mandy where I thought so many shots were just beautiful that it was so hard to pick. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. an awesome looking movie. Yeah. 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 Just so like every
2: sequence, like just moving with characters as they
0: move through the world, like every single shot looked awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay. Dumb cop of the week. Who wants to go first? Zephy nice Sophie or whatever Zofie. it is.
2: Yeah, whatever. Zofie. That the gold ultra Zoffy, yeah.
0: Just for being a fucking cop?
2: Just for just being a completely unreasonable.
0: And <laughs> so self righteous come,
2: about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Completely unreasonable.
1: I'm gonna go with America and the United Nations. Oh, <laughs> well, um, yeah.
2: Snaps. Yep.
1: Yeah, That's kind of. Cool using the kaiju, which, you know, is like a, there's really kind of like a national catastrophe for Japan and the rest of the world is just kind of using it as an excuse to sell them weapons. And then as soon as they discover extraterrestrials, they start kind of, uh, you know, getting more involved and in trying to, I guess, steal whatever position, take whatever position, get whatever advantage they can over Japan. Um, I don't know, just, uh, very, very cop like, very. And, uh, yeah. Totally. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, so in a movie full of cops, y'all both did the newer version where you're just like, who's being fucking a cop? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the classic, which cop is the dumbest. And I have to say, it's, and I know there are like, you know, all these reasons for it, but I mentioned it before, the all the government people who believe, uh, Zareb. or or what is is it like you just like follow along with him and are like oh this must be the good guy as he's like cloaked in shadow and wearing the sketchy old 1920s noir hat like fucking dumbasses.
1: I, i i almost said that too but like i mentioned earlier there was also a point of uh when ultraman um or as kamaji when he's talking to his friend in the car he talks about how this like you know, it's not just that they believe him. It's also just the political maneuvering that uh, Zerab has done where uh, the government feels forced to kind of just um, accept whatever
0: Zerab tells them or, or. Charlie, you're taking the wind out of my sails. I said I know there were other reasons, Charlie. They're dumb cops. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, Charlie, do you have a Praxis Award?
1: I mean, I. It has to be Ultraman, right? Like, his whole thing, I've read up a couple times already where, you know, he wanted to Binder the Human because if he saw someone sacrificing himself and then he sacrifices himself. um, uh, Multiple times, actually. I mean, just in the fight with Zedden, he sacrificed himself in the first battle even though he knows he's going to lose. He knows he has no chance. He still goes and fights. And then the second time, they're like, you're going to be pulled into another dimension. He's like, well, got to do it.
0: And I think fighting when you know you're going to lose can be really good praxis, depending on the context. You know? Leftists do that every time they fight. (laughs) Yeah, I just think like the thinking about whether or not we'll win or lose is already losing. Just fighting because we have to fight is praxis. And Mm -hmm. that's Ultraman did that shit for real. Hell yeah. Good right. choice. I'm going to go with the, I forget who it is, one of the SSSP people, one of the cops, who like, I think he was like the leader of the four of them because he k- kept being like, oh, we'll do nothing. We'll do nothing while other things happen. And anytime a government official or cop says they're not going to, they're going to do nothing, that's praxis to me. Uh, <laughs> even, even just in little doses.
2: I'll probably go with yours way more clever but i'm gonna go with kaminga for um rushing out of that tent to save that that little boy stuck in the town when the kaiju's blowing everything up
0: hell yeah yeah fuck yeah more of that please all right um should we rate this oh um should we talk about i don't know i feel like
1: we didn't talk about designs at all uh character monster design i don't know if we don't have anything to say
0: I thought we did, and I don't have anything extra to say. But if you get us started, I'm sure we can keep going with it. I mean, I f-
1: I feel like we touched on the kaiju uh, a lot, but you both liked the CGI more than I did. Um, not that I thought it was bad CGI, just I don't like CGI. How I always prefer practical effects, and CGI always automatically takes me out of it. Um, I liked I mean, I like it as much as I can like CGI, but I still. I still immediately, as soon as the movie starts, like, fuck, I wish this looked more like people in suits.
2: I agree. Like, I would rather watch people in suits, but of course the fact that it was CGI allowed
1: mm-hmm. for some
2: like, yeah, very strange things that would be difficult at at the very least. Yeah. In, and, and, in and practical I'm, stuff.
1: I'm not saying I, I dislike the CGI. It's just that I have a general dislike of CGI. I, Preferred over a lot of CGI I've seen. But overall, the monster design, I thought was really neat. Even though, as I brought up, a few of the monsters were intentionally made to be similar. So part of me was also kind of thinking, I wish we had, I guess, more variety in the, the first kaiju that they threw at us. And I loved... We haven't talked about Zarev at all. I thought he looked so cool. The way... Not when you first see him when he's just in like that trench coat. But then when, when they first reveal like a side shot of him and you see that he's like, he has no depth to him and you didn't. Or he does, but
0: he's just the front of a being.
1: Yeah. It's so weird. And, and I, I love that. Um, I thought that was such cool design and And it brought
0: to mind like old suits, even though they didn't have to do a suit, you know?
1: Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And that, that's not what the, Traditional design of him is, I don't think, because um, because okay. they couldn't do that. Obviously, it's a person in a suit; they wouldn't have been able to do that. Um, and I don't know. I love that. I thought it, that was so neat when they revealed that. And I also love seeing him blown up and fighting an Ultraman like that. The traditional design kind of looks like uh the Predator, just
2: like a little bit. I've never seen Predator. No, I know what a Predator looks like, so I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Dear, dear, uh, dear listener, I would, I would encourage you to. There's not, there's not too much out there, but I would encourage you to to Google alien Zareb Z A R A B Shin Ultraman and just check out what it is because it, yeah. it's pretty cool looking.
1: Yeah, and I'd also encourage you to uh, Google alien predator porn because I think there's some interesting results there.
0: <laughs> I really liked all the designs and I really liked the uh I don't remember which I think it was uh Mephiles when he became the thing that with like the you know the black and the blue and then the yellow mm-hmm. and like when he became giant again it just felt like a classic suit kaiju like just yeah. an awesome humanoid I loved Ultraman's design it was so weird and unnervingly fake looking but in a perfectly perfect way like no Mm -hmm. textures but it felt like just good
2: the whole time you're looking at him you're like is this a robot or is this like a guy in a jumpsuit or like what what is
0: Ultraman it's like very unclear (laughs) can he see out of those eyes is that even his head
2: (laughs) there's a point where they're like the, he says, open your eyes, and like, yes, the, the lights just turn on, yes. you know, because his <laughs> eyes
1: are open, you know, they're so there. good. Yeah, and they also said at one point, Oh, he made eye contact with us, and is like, <laughs> maybe he just turned your head in your direction. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good
2: point. But, but that whole sequence of him like turning his head, and like, I mean, the theater laughed when, <laughs> yes. like, as he turned his head, because like, it looks so goofy, you yeah. know, like, it's such a. Yeah, you know, again, uh um yeah, I don't know. It's it's really really fun fun design character. Yeah.
1: I was um initially disappointed when Zafi first appeared when uh Mephiles and Ultraman were fighting. He's like, "Oh man, the last the last character they're going to bring into this is just like uh just another Ultraman. That's that's boring." Like he looks he looked cool and everything, but it's just like, oh man, I wanted something different, more interesting. But then they throw out uh, Zetton, which I was not expecting, and and that pretty much works as a uh, as another uh, monster character to throw in there as the last bad guy, which uh, I really appreciated, and and he looked awesome, even if it was not a sentient being, but it still it looked like a robot monster,
0: and that fight was so cool. I loved. Yeah him getting like Ultraman just getting owned was so Mm -hmm. good looking like that's the kind of thing that yeah you whether the rest of the movie is CGI or not that part would have had to be and it's Mm -hmm. just really cool Um, well do y'all want to rate this and give our like final thoughts as we do so
1: yeah let's do it
0: can I can I bring up
2: one other thing please before we do that and then we could all go to bed i just wanted to ask um so the second the second alien who shows up mephilus yeah. that we decided his name is he makes this point that the kaiju well there there's sort of he makes a point and then another point he make, he says like the kaiju showed up because of how destructive humans have been to the earth right um, which sort of ties to this, like, all the kaiju that we're seeing are, like, around uh, sources of uh, uh, s- human shit, waste yeah. and energy and stuff like that. And then says that, like, well, that may be true, but also, like, I brought them to Earth because, or, like, I rose them up because well, only the last two. Was, was that it? It was yeah. only the
0: last two? He said he, like, they had been coming because of that, but then I brought these two as, like, a cover or whatever. That's what I thought he said.
1: I, I was confused, too, because um, at first I thought he was saying he wasn't involved, and then he was like, then I I did bring someone. I, I didn't know what exactly was going on, so that sounds right, Rabbit.
0: The general context that we got in the beginning was true, and then he was using that context to mm-hmm. his advantage. Okay. But maybe I'm wrong. That's... No, no, no. That, I think I mean, that, that
2: sounds that's right. plausible to me. And it again led me down this sort of like mind tunnel of being like, this is looking at climate change, and then someone, and then being like, we're getting fucked, not because of climate change, but someone is using climate change as an excuse to mm. do something nefarious to us. Trippy. And I don't know what that excuse or what that thing is, like in reality High are talking about. Mm-hmm. High taxes or like, you know, not being able
1: to fish or, or can't you know, use like, plastic I,
0: straws or can't cut down all the forests to turn you them into Can't in
1: use gas stoves.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> I don't know what it is, but this was like it felt like Yeah. An important maybe not an important moment. I don't know. Cause there's like, again, there's so many things in this movie that so just much. Like, they just like toss it on the table. They're like, they're kind of like, this is what we think about this. And then they walk away from it. But totally.
0: I, I don't know if you guys thought about that at all. And but. not till now, that makes sense. Yeah. Not that till is now either. It's like, we always see eco terrorists as the bad guys in so much stuff, including the monster verse uh, Godzilla films.
1: And, um, God damn it! The movie we covered,
0: severed, yeah, yes, you, it, it's severed. in so many things, and it's like, cool. You're you're making it that there's like a worse baddie than the than the environment dying, and that's kind of what this is, right? Um, right. Except instead of it being people who actually care, it's people who don't care, which is an even more cynical take. Although, yeah, in those movies, the eco terrorists never seem to care. They just want power, blah blah blah. But yeah. A tired trope done in a creative and different way, for sure. Yeah. Good point. Good, good, good noticing skills. Good point.
1: That's why we hired him.
0: Well, I'm excited to like, I'm just telling y'all, I walked out of the theater and was like, I need to watch fucking Ultraman right now. Like I need to go (laughs) back and watch Ultraman. So uh, I'm excited to do some of that and then watch this movie with a different lens because this really got me hyped to watch Ultraman. Like I'm sure Shin Godzilla did for a bunch of people too.
2: Yeah, I walked out of Shin Godzilla, and I'm like, I can't fucking wait to watch Ultraman. <laughs> I
0: knew one of you was going to make that joke. I was like, it's obvious what I'm saying, but...
1: <laughs> Charlie? Do we know about uh, sequels or other Shin things? That... Do we know anything about that?
0: Yeah, so I don't know if there's going to be a sequel to this. They worked on a, a concept for a sequel to Shin Godzilla that never got made. But t- next year, or no, this year, Shin Kamen Rider comes out.
1: Okay, I saw someone on Letterboxd say I can't wait for Shin Kamen Rider. I didn't know if that was like a joke or if that was something that was actually happening.
0: It's really happening.
1: That's awesome. I've never seen Kamen Rider. Wait, is that band Kamen Rider named after Kamen Rider?
2: When I saw all these people excited for Shin Kamen Rider, which is a, a thing I have no idea about, that was the first thing that came to my head.
0: Just the
1: the band Common Rider.
0: <laughs> so yeah. for folks who don't know, Common Rider is another Tokusatsu uh, series. I don't believe they're giant things. It's like no, a a guy in so. a bug suit that rides a motorcycle, and there's something to do with a song. But yeah, it's like it's like a darker, kind of bloodier, sometimes more horror-y in the later ones thing of this kind of vein
1: yeah shout factory just released uh one of the series on um blu-ray so i was thinking of maybe picking that up once the price drops in that to check that check that show out because i know it's it's uh has a lot of huge fans it's supposed to be a classic tokatsu
0: tokusatsu
1: tokusatsu tv show
0: which just means like uh the special effects that are used in kaiju stuff and other things like that
1: yes and also for context uh there is a old ska band called Operation Ivy, and one of the members later started a group called Common Rider. And it just occurred to me oh. that maybe he was making a reference to the TV show, and he named that. I
0: forgot about that band. band. Oh my god!
1: Um, yeah. and great band. Um, I really liked their first album when I was younger, and they're not the kind of ska that I hate and despise. So. Maybe if I went back and listened to him again, I'd like it.
2: They opened at one of the first punk shows I ever went to. Nice. Nice. They were great.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, just so folks know, um, I don't know about like the old series, but the current, because uh, Ultraman's still going, like there's new series every year. Mm-hmm. And the current series come out for free on YouTube um, because they don't do like oh, distribution okay. in America um, so my understanding is that you can get them a little bit after they come out on YouTube, full quality, all that shit.
1: Also, the company Mill Creek signed a deal with Subaraya Productions where they've been putting out, I think there's just like a few that they didn't get the rights to, that Subaraya doesn't have the full rights to. But they've been putting out every single series on a Blu-ray and DVD, and they're a budget label, so they're all super, super cheap to be had if you are... Physical physical media collector. We're talking a lot of times you can find some of them for like around ten dollars for a whole series. Nice, well, oh, cool. Uh, so if you're a physical media collector, not the best quality, but they can be had for pretty cheap. Oh yeah, and also talking about the sequels or extra shins, they did seem to set this up at the end for another Shin Ultraman so
0: did they i i kept thinking the whole time oh i hope there's a sequel this is so great there, it would be even better because they wouldn't have to set it up and then he died at the end but of course they could just get around that but it didn't feel set up to me i felt I
1: like yeah, I, I felt that the way i don't know there was something in the kind of mood and the anticipation of the people waiting for ultraman i guess that made me think that something was gonna happen
0: what What did you think bartow i heard you say something
2: I said, I don't know, but it it, to me was like,
1: it felt like,
2: oh, this is the end. He has a new, you know, he has a new Uh chance for life, you know, because Ultraman sacrificed himself and is now dead, you know, and
1: and that's I could just be too influenced by American movies. Sure. Um, It's
0: definitely possible. I do feel like, you know, they thought about doing a sequel for Shin Godzilla, and this, to me, would make way more sense. Like, I can't imagine a Shin Godzilla sequel being good. I mean, I could be good, but not living up to it. And I could easily imagine an Ultraman one living up to it. So I really hope they do. I, this is, like, one of my favorite kaiju movies so far. I fucking loved it.
1: it it's great. And, um, I mean, one of the things with Ultraman is every series is a different Ultraman. So You're right. They could very easily just do another one that isn't the same guy
0: hell yeah well y'all for a reactions one we've gone like an hour 40 i feel like (laughs) i feel like we maybe don't need to rate it and if people have final thoughts we could say but what do y'all think
2: i mean this is just this is an s tier film in general Mm -hmm. just like it it slapped it was so much fun i walked out of the theater totally giddy i don't know when people are going to be able to see this movie now
1: that it's out of theaters but i th- think i read it shortly coming to both streaming and physical media so hopefully great. it will be soon people can will be able to get into it awesome
0: i agree with everything you said bartow
1: yeah i pretty much agree too it's it's one of the, my favorite uh, top 10 kaiju movies i've seen maybe top five but yeah around there It's uh, just a great fun movie and even though the show has been around for, you know, over 50 years, you don't need to have as evidenced by this episode. You don't need to have seen one second of the TV show to enjoy this movie or to understand what's going on. And totally.
2: I mean, I don't know if you'll understand what's going on, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily because we yeah. didn't see the TV show.
1: Yes. Um, totally. Basically, if, if you listen to this podcast, then you'll enjoy this movie hell yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to our reaction, uh, episode, and maybe at some point in the future, we'll do a deep dive on this one. Who's who, who fucking knows? Nobody knows. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at no God's pod. You can find us on TikTok at no God's pod, and you should follow us at both of those places, uh, and rate us on Apple podcasts. You can also email us your thoughts about this or anything else. Uh, no God's pod at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, uh, I, I don't know.
2: Become 100 feet tall.
0: But if you become 100 feet tall and you got the idea from us, we get dear OnlyFans for free.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And if you become 100 feet tall, you should probably hug a whale because that that's another thing I do. I was oh. tall.
0: Speaking of hugging whales, Avatar was sick. Okay, later, folks.